Hi, this is Dr. J.P. Sanchez, president of Building Next Generation of Academic Physicians, as well as the editor for a new book um, that was just released entitled um, Succeeding in Academic Medicine, a Roadmap for Diverse Medical Students and Residents. I want to thank you for joining this podcast, which highlights um, many of the co-authors of the chapters in the book. As you know, we've decided to launch this podcast um, because we want you to be successful in your pursuit of an academic medicine career. Today, we have Dr. Harsh Sue, Program Director for Emergency Medicine at Rutgers New Jersey Medical School, um, as well as one of the co-authors of the chapter on finding an academic residency. Welcome, and thank you, Harsh, for being a part of this. Sure, thank you. So, um, as mentioned, we've developed this podcast because we want to ensure that our diverse trainees consider academic medicine careers. Can you share a little bit about your own background and share some of your own diversity dimensions? Sure. So, in some ways, I'm not necessarily from an underrepresented group in academic medicine, perhaps. Um, my ethnic background, I'm originally from India. Uh, but what kind of makes me somewhat different in this group is my background of having grown up in multiple parts of the world as well. So I grew up in part of my life in India, part of it in the Middle East, then in Chicago. And in all of those different areas, I did not really have that consistent mentorship necessarily that was necessary. And so in some ways that made me a little bit different from the standpoint of academic medicine, I think. Great, great. Thank you for sharing that. So um, can you also share a little bit about your educational and professional journey where you went to medical school, residency, and how did you start and end up uh, in becoming a faculty member? Sure. So mine's definitely one of those meandering paths for sure, as it was before getting to undergraduate it continued where I actually started off in undergraduate as a biomedical engineering major at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. And about a year into it, realized that that was not quite the future that I saw for myself. And at that point, I was vaguely exposed to and interested in medicine. I didn't have immediate family members that were in medicine. But um, by pure chance, some of my close friends and undergraduates ended up being people interested in medicine. And so I went down the pre-med route. And the more I exposed myself to clinical medicine, realized how much I enjoyed it. I did medical school at University of Illinois in Chicago in a very urban setting, and um, then went on to train at Cook County Hospital in Chicago as well in emergency medicine. The specialty choice part was once again somewhat meandering in that I started off thinking that I wanted to be the small town family medicine doctor, get to know my patients, follow them up, et cetera. But uh, over the course of my rotations, clinical rotations third year, I realized how much I enjoyed a lot of different specialties. And I realized what parts of medicine were especially attractive to me, whether it's the critical care aspects, the procedural aspects, or even making that connection with the patient in a very short amount of time that you need to, and not having the opportunity to build those relationships. And all of those things are what led me towards emergency medicine. The residency itself was very much about uh, where I was at that point in Chicago, wanting to be at an urban hospital, ideally a public hospital as well, because that social mission was something that I was very partial to. I actually then went on later on in my career about um, 10 years out of residency. I um, took a year to do a master's in public policy at Princeton University as well. And that was something that was especially, um, I would say eye-opening, but different for me. And one of the big advantages of that was being exposed to multiple people were not in the field of medicine, realizing the skills 
of writing effectively, of communicating effectively, and how that's relevant to even our specialty of medicine, um, how we can get what we need for the, in terms of resources, other things as well at our institution, at your department, by communicating more effectively and understanding how all of it fits into that greater part of it. I've always had an interest in health policy and international relations, and this was a perfect way to get those two together. And that's what's allowed me to kind of go forward with my other area of interest, which is global health as well. Uh, that's all of these have kind of come together to bring me where I am today. So you wear many hats and you balance them extremely well. Um, I know many people get concerned about the multiple tasks they may be asked to undertake in academia. Um, do you feel fulfilled through all these roles? Do you feel like you've been able to come up with a set of responsibilities that are gratifying? I think so. You know, and I've often wondered about this and talked to other people about it because so much of it, you know, it would be very easy for me to say that it's an Eastern philosophy mindset or whatever it is, et cetera. But I'm not a very, I'm not a religious person in any stretch of it, but I do think that there are cultural influences to the way we think. And I very much subscribe to the fact that there is no one thing or one activity that is going to give me complete fulfillment. I think there are aspects of different things that bring you that fulfillment, including your home life as well. And so when I look at these different tasks that I have, these different responsibilities I have, they're very much so, it's very much so that parts of them are extremely fulfilling. And with them come parts of it that are perhaps tedious and just paperwork or whatever else. But I fully recognize that you have to do those to get the fulfillment side of it as well. So I find that having the variety is actually what helps me balance my life much more effectively. Great. Thank you. So many faculty are challenged by the process of writing and publishing. Why did you decide to take this project on and being an author um, being a co-author in this book and in specifically the chapter that you wrote on, on finding an academic residency. Sure. So to put it simply, um, JP asked me, and so I could not hit <laughs> uh, my good conscience say no, no. Um, part of the challenge of being in where we are, I think, is the inability to say no sometimes. But as much as I would love to blame that, no, this was something that was actually interesting and meaningful because as someone who trained in an urban environment, trained at a public hospital and now works at a public hospital as well, I was very aware of the challenges that we face in terms of communicating with uh, our patients who are often not very similar to us as well. And for me especially. And so it became something that I have recognized for a while. And I felt like this book was a way to bring a much more diverse group into academic medicine so that we can try to overcome those challenges of connecting with people. Even now, especially, you know, we're recording this right now while COVID-19 is the big thing going on around us. And I worry about what it means for a lot of minority patient populations where you go to the hospital, you can't see your family, you don't have loved ones to help you out and the doctors taking care of you are not, they don't look like you. And what does that impact? How does that impact you as a patient? And I think those are all the factors that influenced me to really be involved with this project. 
Great, great. And we've been very lucky and fortunate to have you as one of our Bingap leaders. So thank you again for always being there and, and contributing in so many ways, not only in this book chapter, but also in um, Meded Portal submissions. Um, what did you find most difficult about contributing to the book or writing this chapter? And, and how do you overcome that challenge or similar challenges? You know, that's a good question because in some ways it's the same answer in terms of what's gratifying. So what I mentioned earlier in terms of the gratifying parts of what I did not mention about that was that one of the parts is that you get to collaborate with other people. And that's exciting. It's fun. You see other people's perspectives, styles of writing, styles of communicating, all of these things. I would say the most difficult part was absolutely those same things as well, which is that it's hard to come up with a joint message often. And how you work with people together on these projects is very important. So while it is the most gratifying part of it, it is absolutely the most difficult part of it as well, I think. Um, and it's balancing day-to-day -day life in terms of their responsibilities you have at work and everything else as well. The beauty of academic medicine is that um, you're expected to produce from publications, chapters, all of these things, but you're not necessarily always given the time to produce as well. And so that juggling act becomes one of the other difficult aspects, I think. Great, great, thank you. Um, so let's go directly into the content of the book. Um, the, the book chapter is really unique. I don't think there's a lot of other books um, or publications out there that give trainees an appreciation of um, what it is to be a part of an academic residency program, how to identify those or how to select it. Can you share um, maybe uh, the definition of an academic residency program and maybe some other nuggets of the book um, to inspire people, to encourage them to purchase the book to learn more? Sure, sure. So the way we define an academic residency program is really a program that's going to prepare you to be a member of a faculty, an academic medical center, institution, something that allows you to take on those roles beyond simple patient care. So those could be teaching, could be research, leadership in other ways as well. But really that's what an academic residency program is, one that prepares you for that future career. In terms of nuggets from it, you know, my biggest take home point that I would leave people with from this chapter is to not be intimidated by the phrase academic and to have an open mind. I think very often, it's interesting because medical students are only exposed to academic medicine. And despite seeing that, they're also very intimidated by it because they see these faculty standing up there, giving them lectures, conducting rounds and whatever else. And in their mind, they put themselves down by saying, there's no way I'm ever gonna be someone like that. There's no way I can know all that information. There's no way I can be an expert like that. What they don't realize is the breadth of opportunities that are available within academic medicine, the different things you can do within it as well. And so to not be scared off by that academic role model that we sometimes see in the hospital, in the medical school is I think one big take home point from it. And the second one being in terms of open-mindedness is I, and maybe this is the emergency medicine mindset, which is all about not being super specialized I think that early on in your career, you should absolutely keep your options open because I myself, I worked in a community hospital setting for a little bit. I did international work. Becoming program director, being in academic medicine was not my goal coming out of residency. 
but I had kept enough options open that it allowed me to do what I'm doing now. And I think that's a really big part of it as well. And the way to keep those options open is by choosing a program that gives you the, that flexibility as well, gives you the training that five years from then, if you want to change your mind and say, hey, you know what, I do want to go into academic medicine, you haven't really missed out on the opportunities that you could have made use of by being at an academic residency program. Well, I want to I want to thank you again um, for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially um, with the current COVID pandemic. Um, you've been a phenomenal um, BINGAP member as well as leader. Uh, we're extremely grateful for your contributions that you've made in many ways. Um, especially in, in sharing your knowledge through the Medit Portal submission as well as the book chapter. And thank you for participating on, on this podcast. We're looking forward to the upcoming webinar as well. Um, yeah, thank you. And, thank and you for having safe. me. Appreciate it. Take care.